person next to you, I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm moving to Beulah land. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Take your seats. Hallelujah. Well, it's, lo it's lovely to be here. It's lovely to be here. And, uh, um, you know, it's not oh so often. It's normally in the summer I come and just uh, come and share a word with you. And it's a blessing to be here, really. Um, and uh, I, I, couldn't, I can't resist, obviously, a couple of choruses when I get up, despite best intentions, you know. People that attempt, yeah, just, I'll crack on. Praise the Lord. This is the moving day. There's something going on. There is something going on. There is something happening. There is something happening at the moment. And it is something so wonderful. And, you know, it's, it, I, I've been meditating and praying about what to share with you today. And I've got a few thoughts that I'm just going to string together for about half an hour, if that's all right. And, um, I just want to start with somewhere really positive about all the things that God has done. So I'm going to start in Nehemiah chapter 9. And I'm going to um, start with verse 9. So nine, chapter 9 verse 9. Uh, talks about all the things that God has done. He made heaven, the earth, the hosts and all the earth. And he found the faithful and gave uh, a land and then it says and did see the affliction of our fathers in Egypt and heard their cry by the Red Sea and showed signs and wonders to Pharaoh and all on his servants and all the people of his land for thou knewest that they dealt proudly against them so didst they get thee a name as it is this day and thou didst divide the sea before them so that they went through the midst of the sea on the dry land and their persecutors you threw into the deeps as a stone into the mighty waters. Moreover, you led them in, a, in the day by a cloudy pillar and in the night by a pillar of fire to give them light in the way which they go. Today, I'm going to be talking about the pillars of fire by night and the cloudy pillar by day. And that starts with, that, that links to Exodus chapter 13. And this is my starting point, and I'm not sure where we're going to finish, but hopefully it will be in the spirit. And so what happened was, was that God, uh, God did the last plague of Egypt. He, he slew the firstborn, and it says from verse 17, and it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. But God led the people out through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with them, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you and you shall carry up my bones away with you. And they took the journey from Sukkot and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Hallelujah. God is our sight. 
Hallelujah. He is leading us. And I'm just going to put it out there. Should I get there before you and there is a revival, take my bones with you. Hallelujah. <laughs> take my bones with you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, no, okay, all right. I receive it. Praise the Lord. So, you know, and, uh, I, and the thing is this, is that uh, when God's doing something so special, when God is delivering, there's always that promise, that assurance from God. Hallelujah. And, you know, I want to just talk a little bit about the, this idea about God being our protection. You know, when God moved the people out of Egypt, there must have been some of them that are like, well, where are we going? What are we doing? And, you know, sometimes we have to step out in faith and we don't exactly know where we're going, but we can be reassured that God is the one leading us along. Hallelujah. You know, the pillar of fire by night, that even when the darkest times come, God is keeping you warm. God is keeping your sight. Hallelujah. You might be in a dark place, as, uh, as, we, as I said earlier, about the oil of joy for mourning. If you're mourning in here, God is your fire that will bring you warmth, that will bring you comfort, that will bring you sight in the midst of the darkness. Likewise, God is the pillar of cloud by day. When, when it is so baking hot, you know, the desert in Egypt, get, probably right now, the temperature in Sinai, I did check, is 51 degrees centigrade. Okay, and we're whinging at 30. And the thing is this, is that God is the one. If God's called you to move into something else, he's going to provide. You know, we sing that song, all I have needed thy hand hath provided. He is Jehovah Jireh this morning. He's the one who's going to put the weapon in your hand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He's the one who gave David the slingshot. He's the one who gives us the arrows to fire, ever, to make sure that we are treading on snakes and scorpions. He's the one who gives us a shield to resist all the fiery darts of the devil. Hallelujah. You know, I'm so glad this morning that this is not an empty salvation, but this is a salvation where God continues to provide. God continues to protect. God continues to sustain. And you know, the thing is this, is that even in the midst of the wilderness, God made sure that he was known. Praise the Lord for that. Hallelujah. You know, the, the pillar moved. And sometimes it moved in the middle of the night. And are we so comfortable in our ways that actually when God is moving, we, we're not willing to go there? We're not willing to move on. We're not willing to develop. We're not willing to change. We're not willing to move forward. But we want to stay exactly where they are. You know, there's nothing worse than moving. Uh, and I know that some of you have moved in the last few years. And it is such a chaotic thing. Everything right down to the utility switches and everything. It's such a pain to move. And the thing is, this is that, but what we have to realise is that when we're in the things of God, that nothing in this world is our home. 
Nothing in this world is secure. Nothing in this world is actually going to help us in the long run. You know, we have things that help us. You know, iPhones are amazing things. I can send my location and, you know, no longer Alan will ring at 5-2 going, where am I? Because I can send my location to you and you can see where I am. And the thing is this, is that modern inventions are wonderful, but they're not going to keep us. They're not going to satisfy us like the blessing of God. Hallelujah. And, you know, the pillar of fire moved. And I want to know, are there, you know, are you a mover this morning? Are you someone who is ready to move? when God moves? Are you ready to go along when the cloud moves or when the fire moves? You know, it was a get up in the middle of the night sometimes. You know, the fire is moving. There would have been watchmen and watchwomen there banging on the tents going, the fire's moving and they would have picked up their stuff and they would have gone. And you know, the thing is, this is I think that our lives are so comfortable. And in a minute, I'm going to talk about revival in bed. Hallelujah. And just what some Christians are like. Revival in bed. I'll come back to revival in bed in a minute. Hallelujah. But, you know, the thing is this, is that how do we, I'm talking to you very thematically, but how do we make sure that we are watching the pillow? How are we watching how God is moving? And I've broken it down to a couple of things. Jesus said to watch and pray. He said to watch and pray. You know, we do a lot of praying sometimes. Do we do a lot of watching? Do we watch? Do we watch? You know, sometimes I've learned as I've got older, and I am an old man now, you know, I've been, knock- I've been knocking around here for over 20 years. I'm an old man now, okay? And I'll, and I'll continue. But the thing is this, is I've learned sometimes, you don't just dive straight in, just watch. Watch and let God speak to you. You know, we sing a, a chorus sometimes. Listen to the whispers of Jesus. And, you know, it's not often in the noise. It can be in the still, small voice. You know, I'm most touched. I can be in the noisiest meeting ever but I can feel the still, small voice speaking to me, whispering to me. Are you watching this morning? Are you watching? Not just praying, but are you watching? Are you just taking a step back and just letting God speak to you? Nothing worse, is there, when you're on the phone to someone and all they do is talk and you can't get a word in edgeways. You might know people like that in your life. You might be sitting next to someone like that in your life. But the reality is this, is that, you know, how, this is a communion, this is a communion, okay, this is about a two-way relationship and sometimes we do so much praying and not enough watching. The other thing is that I need to encourage you to do is make sure that you build yourself up with other people who are also watching. It's very easy to, to get into a place where you have that mindset that you're the only one in the household, you're the only one in your workplace, you're the only one in this church who's really going for it. And what happens is you end up with this tunnel vision. And you know, God's called us to love one another. This is a love way. And we need to admonish one another. We need to build one another up and look for the things that we have in common rather than go straight for the things that we don't have in common. That's what we need to do. We need to look at what we've got in common. We need to look about, you know, our people's hearts are towards God rather than just focusing on the things that, that we don't agree with. It's too easy to just go straight for the jugular sometimes. You hear something and you're like, that's not right. You know, and, and straight away. But actually, let's just think. If we're, if we're going along, you know... The, the Israelite, it wasn't just one Israelite, it was the whole host that moved. 
Are you someone watching and praying? Are you building people up or are you putting people down? You know, the Bible talks about we should admonish one another, building each other up in hymns and spiritual songs. And the idea is, is that, that that's why communion, that's why coming together in church is so important. Because you sharpen each other. The Bible says that iron sharpeneth iron. You know, none of us are a one-man band. None of us are a one-man band. This is a community in Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But, you know, I'm so glad that whilst... In the Old Testament, there was a physical pillar. There was a pillar. There was a physical pillar. This isn't something that was, uh, that was thought up. This isn't something that's, oh, this is just an interpretation. This was a physical pillar. But I'm so glad because of the sacrifice of Jesus that the pillar of fire is in me. And the pillar of cloud is in you this morning. Hallelujah. If you want to know where God is moving, look at each other. Look at the people seeking God and you will find where God is doing the work. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And the thing is this is that in in this idea, we have to realise that we have such treasure in our earthen vessels. God has decided to place such treasure inside of each of us. Hallelujah. Look for the treasure in each other. Praise the Lord. You know, I really feel that there is a time that's coming in the church. As I said, there is a change. We seem to be going from this idea of looking, looking and praying for revival. And we're actually realising that it's the revival in us. The pillars inside of us, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The pillar of fire is in you. The pillar of cloud is in you. It's not something that we're waiting and aspiring to get there. You know, we are living in revival if you want to live in revival. You know, um, the, the common thread between us all being here is that man up there. And his ministry was known as Henry's Revivals. That idea that he had a revelation, that the revival was in him. And you can have Bishop's Revival, you can have Seth's Revival, you can have Andrew's Revival, you can have Shirley's Revival, hallelujah. You can have Adam's Revival, if you've got it inside of you. Where you go, revival goes with you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me say that again because I'm not sure you're getting this this morning. Where you go, revival goes with you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You have mighty treasure inside of you. You have power to tread on snakes and scorpions. Wherever you walk, every foot that your feet tread is holy ground. Praise the Lord. When you speak, the mountains are lowered and the valleys are exalted. Not because of anything with you, but because of what is inside you. Hallelujah. The pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud are inside of you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As I said, you know, we, I've been really meditating on this concept of revival and, and, and this idea that we're, we're waiting for this, this thing, this place called there. But this place called there will start when we start to step out in revival. And, you know, I came up with this analogy this morning, this idea that we're having revival in bed. You know, many people want revival in bed. They want to be woken up. Revival is to awake. Revival is waking up. So, we are, so many of the church want revival, but what are they going to do? They're going to stay in bed, and then they're going to have their cup of tea in bed. Then they're going to have their breakfast in bed. They're not going to get out and do something about it. They're going to watch TV. They're going to do different things. This idea that actually, when church talks about we want this great awakening, what are we going to do with it? 
we going to do with it? Are we just going to sit there and just live in it? Actually, we need to get out of the bed and say it's revival in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, the manifest presence of God goes with you wherever you go. We used to sing that song, take the name of Jesus with you. Take it everywhere you go. You know, the man who drives the white van, as he drives around the congestion charges of London, I'm convinced he takes the name of Jesus with him wherever he goes, even if he has to deliver kegs of beer for the World Cup. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> this morning, this morning, we have revival inside of us. John 17 says the glory that, that the Father in Jesus has he has given us that we may be one. Hallelujah. As he and the Father are one. You know, oneness, where there is unity, the Lord commands a blessing. Hallelujah. And I want to be united with you and I want you to be united with me. And whilst we might have our slight differences, we are all focused on that idea that actually we're moving into another level. We're going up a gear. We're moving into another place where actually God is doing something. And you know, are we going to play in the shallows because God has called us to the deep? God has called us to the deep this morning. He wants you to go deeper into the things of him. I'm so blessed because I know that I have fire inside of me. I'm so blessed that I have a cloud of pillar, a pillar of cloud inside of me. And you know, the sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night, because the Lord will preserve and protect me from all evil. And he'll preserve and protect you as well. And you know, I've just experienced such elevation, you know, just I've been so blessed recently. I've been so blessed for you. It, um, you know, and the thing is this, is that I, I don't even know where to begin with some of the things that have happened to me recently. I don't even know where to begin. Friday night, I, I, was, I was meant to be staying in the only, um, the only uh, room in West London that was available um, it weren't very nice when I turned up the, the place. It, it was obviously a hostel in all but name. And, and I'm not, I don't even do tents, let alone hostels. And the thing is this, is that, well, and, and so I get there. I get there. And I'm like, I ain't staying here in my head. But I've already prepaid for the room, so there's nothing I can do. I've just got to count it all joy and just suck it up and get on with it. Um, but, but I was like, I'm not staying here. And uh, so I got to the reception desk and they said, uh, we're completely overbooked, sir. We, we, we can't house you this evening. I'm like, okay, God, another exciting adventure. You see, are you, when things like that happen, are you in despair or are you actually thinking, right, God, you're going to do something now. God is going to do something. Because, you know, there, there, there are so many people who get their knickers and Calvin Kleins in a twist <laughs> over when things go wrong in life. You get into despair when things go wrong, but actually, when things are out of the ordinary, is that when God will step in and do something for you and intervene? You know, it's in the darkest place. You know, some of us, when we got saved, had to go to the very bottom before we said, yes, Lord. You know, at the end of the day, you might be seeing people, but God is in control this afternoon. Hallelujah. And so back to my story. So basically, I ran... Um, I rang the travel agent that I booked with. I always book with Hotels.com, and if you ever need a hotel, come and see me. Praise the Lord. 
Um, and, uh, and so basically, I rang them. And I was on the phone for about 40 minutes. And so um, they said to me, are you ready for this? They said, uh, the only room we can find, sir, to replace you with... Oh, they reassured me that they would rehouse me at no extra cost because that's part of the uh, travel guarantee. They said, the only room that we have for you, sir, is, um, is a standard room in the Grosvenor Hotel. Um, and, and so I'm like, OK. And they're like, and you won't have to pay any more, sir. Um, Hotels.com will, will pay the extra £540 that you would have... <laughs> the price difference between it. This is all true. This is all true. OK, and so uh, he goes, um, he goes uh, yeah, we're just going to put it all through now. And he just says, it's going to go quiet for a minute, so off I go. And, and then he goes, oh, you need to hold the line, sir, for a moment. So another five minutes. He's like, unfortunately, sir, that standard room's now gone, so you've got to have a suite. And so I was meant to be, st <laughs> I was meant to be staying in some pseudo-hostel in Earl's Court, and I ended up on the top floor of the Grosvenor Hotel for the weekend. <laughs> and... I don't, I, I don't understand why, in the natural, I have to rely on the Bible to try and interpret why that was necessary. And it's because God has made us kings and priests. He's given us beauty for ashes. He's going to give you the oil of joy for mourning. I need to tell you now, and I'll put this, uh, this is being recorded. I'm not a massive fan of the prosperity gospel. I don't believe if I put £10 in, I'll get £100 out within three days. But what I do know is that God loves his children. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. And he will meet you exactly where you are at. Hallelujah. And God is in the business of making a way where there seems to be no way. You know, those Egyptians, those Israelites thought they were stuck in Egypt. They'd been there for hundreds of years and there seemed to be no way through. You might be in a circumstance that has lasted for 10, 15, 20 plus years and there doesn't seem to be a way. But you know, God is the Jehovah Perizim. He's the God of breakthrough. And you know, this morning, you could experience a breakthrough in this just standard Sunday morning meeting. You could experience something that will change your life forever. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, are we ready? to awake church are we ready to get out of the bed are we ready to put the cup of tea to the side and are we ready to step out and say Lord whatever you have whatever you have for me I'm ready and I'm willing and I'm able and I'm called to according to your purpose praise the Lord you know I want to be ready willing and able for him hallelujah praise the Lord because you know the thing is this is that and when things like what happened on Friday it was half 11 at night you know everyone else around me because there was four other people there were four other people in the same boat they were absolutely hysterical they were shouting they were screaming but you know in my in, in my mind I just recited this verse I have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll fastened to the rock which cannot move. Hallelujah. I'm grounded firm and deep in the Saviour's love. Hallelujah. And you're grounded. This, you know, is your anchor so deep down that nothing will phase you. Hallelujah. Nothing will move you except when he moves. Hallelujah. I want to be totally available for him this afternoon. Hallelujah. I want you to use us, Lord, for everything that you have for us 
in Jesus' name. Lord God, let us put to death anything in our lives that is not of you. Let us crucify our flesh, Lord, and let us put on the new man. Lord, let us put on the new man. Let us say, Lord, I'm going for you. Lord, I'm putting on your fruit. Lord, I choose to see the goodness in everyone. When things go wrong, I choose to see that this is a way to prove the goodness of God in the land of the living. Lord, we bless and praise you this afternoon. Hallelujah. Could we all please stand to our feet and raise our hands and praise the Lord in this place? Hallelujah. Just praise the Lord because he is the God of breakthrough this afternoon. He is the God who is going to make a way. He's going to prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. He is going to guide you. Even though some of us might walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you, if you want to praise the Lord in this place in tongues, just carry on now. Hallelujah. Use us, Lord. Use us, Lord. Bind us together, Lord, with cords that cannot be broken. Hallelujah. Cannot be destroyed by the devil. Cannot be destroyed by the world. Cannot be destroyed by our vicious tongues sometimes. Lord God, that we shall be in a united place where we are seeing your hand move. Oh God. Hallelujah. I pray for healing for anyone in this place that has had something said over them by someone in the church and it's just got you in stitches and it's put you in knots. In Jesus' name, I break the power of those words now over you and I speak life where there was death. I speak healing where there was sickness. I speak favour where there was barrenness. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. And I speak victory where people have spoken defeat over you. In Jesus' name. You are the head and not the tail. You are above only and not beneath. You will come behind in no good thing. And everything that you set your hand to will prosper. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. I'm just going to speak out now that I just sense that some of you have got massive giants in your life and you don't even know how you are going to even be able to cope. But you might feel insignificant, but David was the shepherd boy in the field who was insignificant, so insignificant that he was not even considered to be anointed the next king. And you might feel quite insignificant and not considered, but God looks at you in the same way that he remembered Hannah, the Lord will remember you and will give you a promise. He will give you a seed of promise, just like he gave Hannah, just like he gave Sarah. Hallelujah. God is going to open up where there seems to be barrenness in your life. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. God is restoring people in this place. Let's just take time now to worship him. Let's just take time now to worship and praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every valley will be exalted and every mountain will be lowered in your life in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. You might not even know what I'm talking about, but I'm telling you, God is going to perfect that. He's going to bring the things that are barren in your life, the things that don't produce anything, and you are going to be somebody. God is going to make you a somebody, even though you should be a nobody. God is going to make you a somebody that you can bless everybody in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord God. I pray you'll just open us up, Lord. Open us up, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just want to finish with this scripture. Hallelujah. When we're talking about pillars, hallelujah, it says here, him that overcometh, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which come downs from heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Hallelujah. You've got his name written on you. To him that overcometh, to him that is an overcomer, to those who have gone through life and can say that they've been refined by the world. Hallelujah. The Bible says that when he has tried me, when God has tried me, I shall come out like gold. Hallelujah. And you might feel like sometimes the burning heat of the desert is too much. You might feel like it is too dark, but God is your sustainer. Look inside yourself if you're born again to the pillar of fire. Look inside yourself to the cloud of protection. Jesus is our anchor. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, in a moment or two, I might want to pray with anyone that just wants to just get out of that mindset and just, uh, just to move forward in him. But I'm going to hand over now to one of the pastors just to crack on if that's right. Luke.